I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube. And joining me back, safe and sound once again, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm back. Oh, so glad. man! Gosh, man. If you guys, uh, there's a, a lot of people who listen to this podcast that do not live in Dallas. And <clears throat> last night in Dallas was, uh, it was a scary night for a, a lot of people. And um, I know I, I tweeted something about today, but the recovery that's going to take place in Dallas, it's going to take uh, a while. There's a lot of uh, physical recovery that's got to take place, a lot of damage here in Dallas. Uh, there was a tornado that uh, touched down here in the city of Dallas. Like when, when you say a tornado hit Dallas, like some people think about that and you're like, okay, when you think about tornadoes hitting like a farmland or something like that. No, yeah, like this tornado <laughs> dropped like in the freaking city like in some of these this neighborhood Preston Hollow it's one of the uh, one of the nicest neighborhoods in Dallas there some players have connections through to that neighborhood that uh, Tyler there's a Sagan's stars house? player yeah, yeah there's yeah. a stars players um, house that he was selling it wasn't in it but it got dang uh, just destroyed there's just so much damage across the city and it was and normally myself, I, I'm watching, uh, I live in the suburbs. Like I, I, I normally watch, uh, the weather and I'm into it, but I don't take it as serious. And my wife and I were, were watching the Cowboys Eagles game and I kind of turned on the weather seen we're in tornado warning. And then they put up the little path on there and they're like, Hey, tornadoes touchdown. It's, you know, it's, it's actually on the ground here in Dallas and here's where it's going next. And our house was like right in the middle of the path. So I never cared that much about storms until last night. So my wife and I woke up our son and our dog and got a mattress and got into the uh, bathroom and watched the uh, news on the iPad and everything. But uh, it, it moved past us. It missed us, I think, by like three or four miles. Uh, it missed us. But we're we're good. We're safe and sound. But a lot of you out there might have damage and stuff. And uh, I hate it for you guys. Uh, pray for you guys last night, today. And uh, anything, I know Nick and I do a podcast, but anything we can do for you guys, let us know. Yeah, except for to be a guest on the podcast. It's not a thing. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't pull that car saying, hey, uh, a limb fell on my car. Can I be on the pod? So, sorry. <laughs> then set a picture of like a twig on top of your car. <laughs> it's like nothing. It's like normal. Yeah, we. Uh, I'm glad that you know everything is great with you. And man, uh, just... It was nerve-wracking seeing where it was and seeing Tyler Sagan's house, and that was just wild. So uh, appreciate that. Um, well, appreciate Kirk for coming on last night and uh, very last. Yeah, shout out to Kirk. Thank you, thank you, on. thank you, Kirk. And it, it so happens that people love Kirk, so <laughs> it's good. It worked. Yes. It's good. It worked out. The president of Mavs Twitter. This I is think what so. I call Kirk. Yeah, I, I think we can definitely say that. For sure. I think he has he has to hold that title. I wonder if there's there's that there's got to be a president for every fan base, right? Yeah, probably. Who's that dude for? Uh, for well, I don't know if we can call him president because he doesn't interact as much with the Boston Giannis dude. Porzingis's brother? 
No, no, no. The uh, Lakers. Ja- it could be the, Janice. The, Janice. Oh, that guy. Yeah, for the Lakers, it's probably Laker film room. He's like the biggest <laughs> Laker fan, and he drives all of everything. Yes, or Irwin. Yeah, well, yeah maybe he's kind of like the curmudgeon on the side. <laughs> anyway anyway all right on the podcast today we're gonna finish our over-unders we actually planned to do this uh and we're gonna do it now so we're gonna do the eastern conference over-unders we're gonna fly through those those are uh those are hard man those are are very difficult Uh, and then we'll get some Mavs news but before we do that isaac couple of podcast questions from the five-star iTunes reviews. We appreciate everybody that sends a review. Go to Apple Podcasts, hit a review, throw a question in there, five stars, and we will answer every single one of them. We're trying to get through all of these. This is from Bree, who I'm assuming is a female listener. We appreciate you because we just assume that it's 100% male, and we just appreciate that there are female listeners. Bree Larson? Um, hey, guys. I'm Bree. Love the podcast. Got a question about tickets. What's the... When's the best time to buy tickets and maybe get a deal ahead of time, game day? Also, from what ticket provider is the best one to purchase from? This is when I really wish we had a sponsor to just throw on this one. But I've found the best deals. I think I found the best deals on SeatGeek. And you just, you have to, for certain games, you just have to wait it out. You wait until five minutes before or something like that, and you just grab a ticket, right? Like that's that's the best that I've found personally from going to games. Yeah, well, I'm just going to be straight up. It's really hard to get tickets because uh, they're sold out every game. And um, it's been that way for years. Years. So it, years. 700 plus years. <laughs> and so it, if you can find a ticket, it's hard. It's amazing. <clears throat> no, yeah. She might not I be mean, talking about for the Mavericks, though. Oh, okay. okay. Well, if that's the case, then you could probably Well, I just noticed ticket, her title so. said, Awesome Pod, Woman Raccoons. That's the title of her. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, what? A, yes. I love this. <laughs> What's up, Bree? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, just any standard uh, Ticketmaster, SeatGeek. Uh, I've used SeatGeek uh, for a few okay, different now things. Now you're just before. naming apps. <laughs> <clears throat> SeatGeek. Go for it. Um, this is from Big Man Wrestling. Remember, Re- remember Cyberdust? <laughs> Big Man Restless. You never talk about the positive results of continuity. Do you believe that, pe- that players sticking together? How do we not talk about that? I know. This is something we do talk about. That players sticking together longer play better, like small schools in the NCAA that have four-year players and upset larger schools in the tournament. Thanks, thanks, Dell. I, I think he, I think his name is Dell. Raccoon Squad from day one. Shout out to the day ones out there. Um, yeah, we, we totally believe in continuity, and I think we have talked about that a lot. And that was one of the things we mentioned probably the day that they signed all these guys to all these deals. That man, the Mavericks are really leaning into this. You know, couple-year deals, four-year deals, three-year deals for these guys to try and stick this young core together for a little while and uh, and try and grow it together. So we think that that will help in the future, but this year is probably not the best continuity year <laughs> as far as, you know, last year to this year. Yeah, I would hesitate bringing up the college uh, analogy, mainly because if you have a super small school and they're bringing back everybody and there's like five, four-year guys, that does make a difference. But the talent gap between that small school and even somebody like Kansas or somebody is way different than you bringing back a you know, majority of a 33-win team in the NBA and the other teams across the league have Kawhi and Paul George and these yeah. you gotta have this top talent. The like talent is so but I will say I think there is something to say when it comes uh, to 
filling out the rest of your team or when it comes to some of these role players, I think it does help the Mavericks when you're looking at it and saying, all right, Seth Curry has played in the system before. Not only played, but you yeah. say the best season of his career was in the system. You brought back Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi. You signed Dwight Powell to an extension. Um, like some of these key rotation you know, type pieces – Keeping those guys, like, could they have went out and gotten another wing instead of Dorian Finney-Smith? Yeah, they could have. But then you kind of weigh the cost of that. I'm like, okay, well, could we keep Dorian, keep developing, but he's been in the system forever. Would that guy have been a top 15 pick in his draft? Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) So, uh, and yeah, same with Maxi and stuff too. So, yeah, I, I get what you're saying for sure. I love continuity, but you gotta have the talent. And you and now Dallas does have the talent up top when it when you come to Luca and KP. So yeah, and you have that I mean, the talent. This would be like yeah, yeah, the talent and the time. And I don't think they've put in the time yet to have continuity at all. These players, yeah, if this are, Cleveland Cavaliers team kept the same roster for the next four years. <laughs> they're still going to be at the bottom of the you know, the league. So yeah, sorry. Uh, Today's podcast is sponsored by Indochino. They are the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com. Get something that is made for you to wear. Uh, Isaac and I have weird dimensions, long arms, short arms, uh, weird torso sizes, and so we're going to get some Indochino stuff using the promo code LOCKEDON, Indochino.com. Coming up, we'll discuss a little bit of Mavericks news about Dwight Powell and stuff that was said at the Mavs tip-off luncheon that happened on Monday, and then we'll get into our Eastern Conference over-unders. All right, Isaac, so we got some news. According to Brad Townsend, earlier in the day on Monday, Dwight Powell participated in non-contact part of practice. Um, So that was good, positive that he participated in at least part of practice. And then uh, at that point, they were not saying that he's out for Wednesday for sure, but given that he hasn't practiced since October 5th. That kind of stood out to me. I didn't realize he hadn't practiced since October 5th. That just seems like a long time for some reason. Uh, it's only been like two weeks, I guess. And then uh, later in the day, Tim McMahon reported that Dwight Powell is officially on the inactive list for the season opener. So Dwight Powell is going to be out. Um, so now, Isaac, we're, <laughs> we're seeing a regular season game. Are you worried now? Um, more worried than what I was for sure. Which was zero. Yeah, I was zero before, uh, at the beginning when it first came out in the preseason. I just thought they were being super overcautious. And now that's going to bleed into the regular season a little bit. Uh, we'll see. It, it surprised me. I'll just leave it at that. I, I mean, I think it surprised me that uh, he was going to be inactive. I was fully expecting him to be ramping up practice and everything and be ready to go for for that first night. But um, we'll see how it plays out. They could, you know, it is the Wizards. So, I mean, I'm hoping <laughs> that they're, you know, we're not viewing it as just like a yeah. scrimmage type. Tomorrow, but, um, tomorrow we'll get into the. Uh, I, I tweeted today about the next like 11 games for the first 11 games for the Mavericks and how they could be really important. Uh, and we'll get into that. I was waiting to get some responses so we could talk about those. But we'll talk all about that on tomorrow's podcast. So we'll do kind of a preview of the season with the Dwight Powell injury and hopefully even more. At the Mavs tip-off luncheon, which is kind of a season ticket holder event that sort of kicks off the season every year, Rick Carlisle said, Tim Hardaway Jr. had an outstanding summer. This is a semi-paraphrase from Chuck Cooperstein. He had an outstanding summer, and he'll play a significant role this season. Isaac, are you reading anything into Tim Hardaway Jr.'s significant role? Okay, I've been pretty open that I think he's the fifth starter. Um, 
we'll see how that plays out. But I mean, a significant role. I mean, I think he's going to play. He's going to get minutes. I think toward the second um, second half, they played four games, but the last two preseason games, I think he played better than the first two. And um, yeah, when t- <laughs> it might sound stupid, but when Tim Hardaway's shots are going down, he looks he looks perfectly fine. So, but. Um, yeah, he's going to have a, a nice role. Whether it's a starter or not, he's going to get minutes on this team. I would say he looks more than fine. More than bent on getting by. More than fine. More than just okay, Isaac. You're so, you're so dumb. And then from Bobby Kerala, Boban said that he spoke with Tobias Harris. Remember Bobby and Toby? That was the duo, Bobby mm. and Toby. In the wake of the video of Boban rubbing Luca's head on the bench... Tobias said to Boban, don't cheat on me. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, so great. I love that. I wish <laughs> Luca's name name could can we call Luca Loki? Bobby and Loki and Luki? I guess Loki. I wish it rhymed. Bob and Don. Oh, well. <laughs> I will say they Bob seem like they they've, they've uh, been getting closer too and uh that this I uh, yeah this team just seems like they love each other and you can't stress that enough. They were at the Cowboys game on Sunday night together I with Jalen Brunson. Crack- what a, what a terrible experience that must have been for him. Oh JB bro, that's that was rough. Um, but, he's an Eagles yeah, fan just, by the way. He's he's a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but yeah, the team the team chemistry right now seems like it's an A plus one hundred grade right now. It seems awesome. It's amazing. All right, there you go. That's some of the Mavericks news, unless you had anything else to add, Isaac. And uh, if you don't, then we'll get to our Eastern Conference over-unders. All right, we did the Western Conference on a different podcast. We used the Westgate Superbook over-unders. So a couple people said they were a little confused with the over-unders. The over-unders are what Vegas says this team is going to win this number of games. And you have to bet if they're going to win more than that many games or less than that many games. So for the Mavericks, as of... October 15th, which is when we took these numbers, the Mavericks were set to win uh, 42 and a half games, according to Vegas. So if you want to place a bet, say, I think that they're going to win 45 games or 40, you know, six games or something like that. Then you bet the over. They're going to win more than 42 and a half games. If you think they're going to win less than that, say 41, even 42 or 40 or less than that, say, I'm going to bet the under. So you would bet under 42 and a half. So that's where we're getting these over unders. And it kind of just. Vegas tries to put it in a middle ground to where you're like, ah, I don't know. Should I bet the over? Should I bet the under? And it kind of evens out when bets come in. And if a ton of people are betting the over, then they kind of you know push it up a little bit. And they say, okay, we're going to raise that a couple wins to see if people will still bet that. And it's kind of just this game that Vegas plays. But we're going to try to do it with the Eastern Conference now. Uh, the Bucks last season, they won 60 games. And this year, Westgate Superbook has them at 57 and a half as their over-under, which is the highest in the league by two and a half games, which is pretty significant. And I'm going over. Just give it to me. Why not? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, I don't think there's a reason for... I mean, I, I get they lost Brogdon. We're big believers in Brogdon. Yep. Uh, I think they will miss him for sure. But you know, we just saw them the other night up close in, in Dallas on Friday night. And they've just surrounded Giannis with shooters. I think Giannis is going to have another MVP season. Uh, I picked him to go back-to-back for MVP. Uh, I think they're a really good regular season team. And so, yeah, the at 57.5, that's a big number. But... They won 60 last year. I think they uh, hit right around that 60 mark again this year. Yeah. I don't ever discount the effect that adding the other Lopez brother could bring Ooh. to this team as far as karma, as far as chemistry, as far as just, you know, having fun and winning games. I'm just. And, and Wes Matthews. Make sure you're. And it's not like they got rid of Malcolm Brogdon. They have nobody to replace him with. Like, yeah, they brought in Wes Matthews. And we know who that's going to, you know, what that's going to bring. But they have Sterling Brown, who could be something for them. Pat Connaughton had, you know, a pretty decent run last year, and he could, you know, move into some of those Malcolm Brogdon minutes. And then obviously, you know, it could bring more ball handling for Giannis, which is always a good thing. <laughs> always, always want more of that. So, yeah, I think over for both of us. Wouldn't be surprised if we went under 57 games is a lot of games to win. Um, and they would still go under if they won 57. The Philadelphia 76ers, last season they won 51 games. They're over under, according to Vegas and Westgate, is 55, straight up, not no halves or anything. 55 wins for this Philadelphia 76ers team, and I'm going over. I am too, actually. Um, you know, they basically swapped out Jimmy Butler. They got Josh Richardson. They got Al Horford. They kept Tobias Harris. Uh, I... They're a battle for me for who's going to win the most games, them or uh, them or Milwaukee. And <clears throat> Philly's one of those classic cases where in the in the regular season, I think they're going to be incredible. I think that yeah. they could have the best record in the entire NBA for Philly. For Philly. Yeah, because the, when I saw the Al Horford signing, I didn't even think about the Horford Embiid pairing. I thought of holy crap, now they can like let Joel Embiid rest. They can do this load management. They can do all of that stuff and still be a really good basketball team by putting Horford at the five, putting Tobias at the four, and just playing like that. You know, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons running the show in the regular season. He's just fine. Now, I think they have all kinds of question marks when it turns into half-court offense in the, in the playoffs, but that's a whole different category. I, I think they win a ton of basketball games. So, yeah, yeah, over for me. Yeah, everything you just said, they're going to beat up a ton of teams in the regular season. Season, I just think that that's a, for sure. Uh, 55 yeah. is a lot, though, but they'll have a team. Hopefully, they'll have some continuity, you know, with Tobias and Embiid and Simmons, and then, you know, bringing in those guys. The Sixers were like three different teams last year with the Tobias trade or the Jimmy Butler trade, then the Tobias trade. Like, they were so many different iterations of the same team. Hopefully, they'll stay the same team, and that would help them in the regular season, I think. The Celtics, last season, they won 49 games. Their over-under is 49 and a half, and I'm going the mm. under. I'm, I'm taking this under because I just do not believe in them as a defensive team. Um, with Ennis Cantor, Ennis Cantor replacing Al Horford is not good. Not good at all. Kemba Walker replacing Kyrie is one thing. Like, yeah, I could see how that could be a potential positive. I could see how that could help this team. Could be at least, you know, the same on offense and defense, but... Ennis Cantor replacing Al Horford. You can't convince me that they're going to be better uh, with that big, significant change for them. Yeah, uh, I'm taking the over on them. And, uh, you know, I've been a little bit more This is a 50-win team to you? 
It is. Yeah, I think it is. And I think a lot of it hinges on swapping out Kyrie for Kemba. I think I think we're going to kind of see Jalen Brown and Tatum, their kind of career paths kind of get back going again. It feels like it felt like everything hit pause last year when Kyrie was running the show. I think Kemba's going to have a really good year. First time really like playing for something now in his career up in Boston. Uh, from every, I don't know anything know anything personally about Kemba, but from any, everything you ever read. They, everybody talks about how grave a leader he is, how grave a veteran he is. I think he's going to do wonders for that team. I think Gordon Hayward's going to be better. Uh, everything you said about Cantor, I get 100%, but Cantor being bad at defense doesn't make me say – like I think the rest of the roster is too good. Marcus Smart, I, I just like those, those guys – Way too much for me to look at Cantor and say, all right, you're so bad at defense that I'm not going to be all about you. So I think it's a slight over. I have them winning like 50, 51 games. They were really, the Celtics fans were really pining for Robert Williams to step up and take minutes at center. When when the Time Lord is your only hope, that's that's concerning for me. That's concerning. All right, we're going to get to the rest of these uh, coming up next. The Pacers, the Raptors, the Heat, the Nets, Magic, Pistons, and then all the way at the bottom, the Hornets and the Cavs and the Wizards. Oh, that's rough. Oh, the Wizards. The Wizards over under will mm. shock you. Coming up. All right, Isaac. The Indiana Pacers, last season, 48 wins this season. Their over-under is 46 and a half. Apparently, Victor Oladipo missing a significant portion of the season. Maybe not coming back until January is only worth, I don't know, what is that, one and a half losses? Or one and a half wins. Uh, I'm taking the under for them too. I just, I, they're they're experimenting with this new, you know, Miles Turner with Demonis Sabonis lineup, and I think that's going to just take some time to figure out. Plus, you know, without Victor Oladipo, they did add Malcolm Brogdon uh, and a couple other pieces that are that are nice, but I just think that it'll take them a little bit of time to figure it out. And then without Oladipo, they just don't have that ceiling to me. So I'm, I'm going under for them. Yeah, I'm going to slide under uh, also. I I just. Every, and everything hinges on the Oladipo injury. We don't know for sure when he's going to be back. Some people say it's you know worse than you thought. Some people are like, hey, he's practicing. Good seeing about Thanksgiving. You know, just like everything's up in the air for him. So, it yeah, I don't. I kind of lean towards. I think we'll see him in like December. And I, I, the sad thing is, I like what Indiana did this offseason. I yeah. like the Brogdon move. I like the Jeremy Lamb move. Um, a lot of the guys on the roster, getting TJ Warren for free, uh, basically, yeah, I, I, I like that move. Uh, we're big believers in Turner. It surprised me. The Sabonis extension surprised me today. Everything I'd been hearing and reading, uh, I didn't think that that was going to happen by the deadline. Uh, that was yesterday. the case with all the extensions, though. We're like, oh, they, it might not happen. They might not get an extension done. And then just boom, 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 boom. Buddy Heal, Demonis Sabonis, Jalen Brown, like all of them. Forget even you Joe Ingles got an extension yesterday. <laughs> Yes, some of those extensions stuff. I haven't seen anything about this, so uh, if somebody's written about this already or mentioned it, then direct that to me or send that to me. I wonder if China's and the China situation. Is Sam Amick did did write that. He said the two things that really, really the two things that really affected players. He thinks were you know threaten threatening a threat of the China money potentially going away, and then mm. the uh, seeing like guys like Isaiah Thomas and Demarcus Cousins just have this opportunity to get these huge deals and then, you know, just completely, I mean, their, their careers just went to waste because of injury. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't think he anyway, wrote yeah, that, but he I, said that in a tweet that I was specifically mentioned. Okay. Yeah, I took the under on the Pacers, too. The Toronto Raptors, 58 so, wins so last... So we're, we're in agreement? No, we differed on Boston. Bye-bye. Keep yeah, on. yeah, we differed on Boston. That's the only one so far. Raptors, 58 wins. Their over-under is 46 this year. I'm still going under on them. Oh, get out of here. I'm taking the over. Uh, I Yeah. I think they, yeah, I'm taking the slide over on this. I think they're at 48, 49. Honestly, if they hit 50, I think it would surprise some people, but it wouldn't surprise me. I just think they have enough vets on their team. I think they'll hold on to them for a decent uh, while. I, I, There's a scenario in which I see them holding on. Like, they start off good. They build yeah. on their continuity that we're talking about, and they just keep the band together, and they roll with it. And they have Siakam and Kyle Lowry, Marcus Gasol, and Ibaka, these vets on their team, Van Vliet. And like they, they have a squad that they, if they keep them together, this team had just won a title. I know they're missing Kawhi. Uh, I just, yeah, I think they're going to be a good regular season team. They know what they're doing, and I'll take the slide over on this. Yeah, uh, if they were going to stay together the entire season, then – yeah, you know, I could see an over scenario. Siaka moving from, you know, he was averaging like seven points per game the year before last to then most improved player to now being the best player on a team. That's a big leap for him to take to lead a team like this. They do have Lowry to help in that regard. Um, but I'm just taking, I guess I'm taking a slight under on them. What, uh, where they would they have to be? 40- yeah, where would they have to be near the, near the trade deadline for them to like really consider blowing it up? Like if they're a top four seed in the East, are they still going to just ship off people at the trade deadline? Because yeah, I think that that's a, ch- a chance. I think they're going to start off good. Yeah, it's it's all about how Masai Ujiri sees this this season, the GM, the president of basketball operations for the Raptors, is that maybe he's hearing all this stuff like, oh, Kawhi is gone and you know <laughs> this team isn't going to do anything without him and he wants to prove that this can be a real team you know, even without Kawhi. Uh, they still have some pieces to move too. I mean, they have some of those young guys they can move for another – you know, you know, star type player. I guess they could bring back Demar Derozan probably if they wanted. To, if they wanted to do that. I'm sure the Spurs would let him go. Um, yeah, but I just think that a slight under 44, 43 wins for them. You know, I see that as a you know over 500 team, but not exceedingly so. The yeah, Miami okay. Heat, 39 wins last year. Their over under is 44 and a half. I'm taking the over. I'm drinking the Tyler Hero Kool Aid. I freaking love him. Um, yeah, I took the over too. Uh, I think Spolstra, I think he's going to be determined this year to get this roster up. I think there's still a um, a move away too. I still think they make a, a move. But uh, Jimmy Butler, yeah. I mean, Jimmy Butler's still Jimmy. Uh, Tyler Hero, Bam, uh, Winslow, Dragic in a contract year. Uh, they just have the perfect pieces to make deals. This expiring of Dragic when Dragic is still pretty good. Uh, they have the Winslow contract, which is super tradable. Yeah. Uh, they just they're they're just primed for a deal to the in which they wouldn't have. I think they let me let me say this. I think they can make a significant move and not give up Jimmy Bam or Hero. So that's my that's my thing about it. If they go out and do that, and apparently they're not going to give up Hero even in a Bradley Beal deal that was reported by. <laughs> A little while ago. I thought that was hilarious. Wow. Dang. Um, Un- untouchable in a Bradley Beal Bradley Beal deal. That's interesting. But um but yeah, I yeah, I like I like this team. 
Uh, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch, and I'll take a slight over. Okay, you've gone over on everybody except for the Pacers so far. Yeah, my unders are coming. Okay. The Brooklyn Nets, 42 wins last year. Their over-under is 42 and a half, and I'm taking the over. Give me Kyrie is so much better than D'Angelo Russell. I think people forget that. On paper, he's better. He he is better than D'Angelo Russell, but I just I, I feel like we undersell the season that D'Angelo Russell had in, in Brooklyn last year too. And I, I think he definitely is better, but I, I take I'm taking the over, but I think it's a slight over. Like I don't have him as a top four C in the East. Um especially, you know, without KD and stuff. But they gave Torian Prince an extension today. I thought that was surprising. But uh, slight over mainly because DeAndre Jordan's defense, solid. <laughs> Torian Prince was good in the preseason. I think he led them in scoring in the preseason. But uh, Let's keep moving. The Orlando Magic, 42 wins last season. They're over under. This is just so Orlando. 42 and a half. <laughs> They're over under. A half game more. They're saying, hey, do you think this team is even slightly better than they were last year? And I do. I'm taking the over. Oh, no. I, I'm, uh, yeah. Under for me on Orlando. Wow. Uh, it's I just, the same team. I think, and they added Veruca I know, Mino. I know. They got Markel Fultz. I just think Vooch got exposed a little bit in the playoffs. I do like the Minu addition. I just think they got too much. They got too much people or too many people up front. They got to figure that crap out. And see, that's the thing Jonathan you don't has, have to figure out in the regular season. You do in the playoffs. You don't in the regular season. But see, I just I don't think they have the shooting. I don't think Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, uh, like I don't think these guys are knocking down the three pointers at a high clip. I think they're playing out of position. Uh, I don't, you know, cool DJ Augustine, cool bro, like. You can say the yeah. same thing. All those things you just said, you can say about the Sixers. Who? You can say they don't have enough shooting. Their players are playing out of position. Okay, if we're fan- doing a fantasy draft, how many? When are you drafting a Magic player? No, I'm not, pick- I'm not picking them to go to the finals. I'm just picking them to win over 42 games. I know, but I, I, I'm just, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm not there, and I want, I want them to make a big move, but. Uh, I I think I'm taking a slide on it. I think they're at 42, 41, somewhere through there. Yeah, I think they're staying consistent and they'll win a little bit more. Okay, we have to blow through these last ones because they're just ridiculous. Pistons, 41 wins last year. 37 and a half is their over-under. I'm taking the over. They don't have a lot of depth, but they have Blake Griffin. They have Andre Drummond. That should be at least worth 38 wins, <laughs> 39 wins in the in the Eastern Conference. If it's not, then that is not good. I think this all hinges on Blake Griffin's health. I think if he's healthy, I think it's over, and I'm, I'm going to take the over slide over. But if he has any type of injury, this is under. Everything hinges on him. The Atlanta Hawks, 29 wins last year. 34 is their over-under this year. Uh, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to believe in the hype of the Hawks that, that they can win more than 34 games. I'm going to take a slight under. Yeah, I split the difference between these next two. So the Chicago Bulls were next. 22 wins last year. Their over-under was also 34. So the Hawks and the Bulls, they both have these young cores. And I decided to split them. I'm taking the Bulls under 34. And I took the Hawks over. Okay, yeah, I split them too. Except, you know, obviously the they other flipped way. flipped them. <laughs> I, took the, I took the over on Chicago. I think Sadoransky is going to be good for them. But um, they also yeah, they, have this, they have this point guard coming off the bench. He's a steal in the draft. I can't believe that they got this steal in the draft. 
Hey, he play, he's been playing good. Kobe White's been playing good in the preseason. <laughs> North Carolina. Larry Markin and big year ahead, Otto Porter Jr. I don't know. I just they're weird. This Bulls team is really weird. I can't stand their coach, but yeah, slight over for me. Zach Levine taking mid range shots. You ready for that? I'm just being real. The next four teams, the bottom of the East, have all under. I'm taking I all think, under on them too. The Knicks, uh, 17 win, Knicks, Wizards, Cavs, and Hornets. I'm taking the under on all of them. The Knicks have 17 wins last year. Their over under is 27 and a half. Did they get 10 wins what? better? Whoa, who? What? How? No, How? you'd have to get 11 wins. This is the same thing we said with the Suns. Yeah, I I don't see this at all. I'm sorry. Love you, Dennis. I hope you have a good season. But. The Knicks, the, yeah. the Knicks added so many random pieces that I just don't think fit well together. I watched like two halves of their preseason games, and I was like, man, this is just – they're going to lead the league in mid-range jumpers, just mid-range pull-up jumpers because whoever has the ball at the time decides that they want to shoot. And RJ uh, Barrett, let's go. And he's going to get a lot of time and touches, and I just don't think that's going to end up leading to any wins like that. So, yeah, we both took the under. The Wizards over-under is tw- this 26 and a half. This is fascinating. This is the worst roster, you know, Bradley Beal and John Wall aside, the worst roster in the NBA. If John Wall was fully healthy, would they hit 26? Yeah, with Brad Beal, yeah, yeah. Th- that raises their floor for sure. Brad Beal, yeah, J- John Wall's really good if he's healthy, but he's not. <laughs> he has an Achilles and a heel problem, but he had surgery on both. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're taking no, the under. this roster. Gosh, yes. Yeah, 26 and a half. I just I can't see it. Look at their starting lineup. I I couldn't figure out who they're going to start as a forward. I guess they're going to start Rui Hachimura, Thomas Bryant, um Ish Smith. They, Isaiah Thomas is even out for them. All right. Cavaliers, 19 wins last year. Their over/under is 24 and a half. They're going to be playing Colin Sexton and Darius Garland a lot. I'm taking the under. That's that's a point guard combination that uh, it's not going to lead to a lot of wins. This early, I'm in taking. Career. I'm taking the under on this one, but this is this is the only one out of these four that I almost took the over, mainly Ooh. because Kevin Love. They got some vets on this team. Chetty Osman. They don't seem like they want to trade Kevin Love. The what? They don't seem like they want to trade Kevin Love. We just had a glitch in the. Oh, sorry. The uh, yeah, I mean Tristan Thompson. I mean they got some vets on the team, but and Colin Sexton. He didn't have. Like a horrific. I, I didn't think he had that bad of a. Rookie no, it, it wasn't bad. The thing player. is, these these point guards like they don't have bad seasons, but as rookies, they're just not going to lead to wins right away. Which is, you know, Luca didn't lead yeah. to a ton of wins last year for the Mavericks. Yeah. So, but yeah, I still took the under and definitely taking the under for the Hornets. Charlotte Hornets, thirty nine wins last year. Twenty three is their over under, and we're both going under. That one's an easy one for me too. Twenty three is, man. It's not a lot of wins, but hey, who's the best player on the Hornets right now, Isaac? Terry Rozier, baby. Scary Terry. Nick Batum, Cody Zeller, Frank Tank, Miles Bridges. Who wins more games, Hornets or Knicks? Man, I'll take the Knicks. I'll take the Hornets. Really? That should have been a board bet. See, we should do these before the board bets. <laughs> uh, we should. There you go. Wizards are by far. Wizards are the worst team in the league this year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm taking. Yeah. All right, cool. Sorry, Brad Beal. Hope you get out. Free Brad Beal. Shouldn't have signed the extension. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow previewing the whole season. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.